This is the Zero Lives Left podcast episode two. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Welcome back to the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne Denner, and always, this podcast is aimed at two types of listeners. Those who have always thought, as I once did, I would really like to start my own business. And those people who would like to get into a particular career path, whatever that may be. Don't forget, please, if you get a chance to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. The whole rating and review process is really important, so I'd appreciate if you can take time to leave a review. This helps the Zero Lives Left podcast be more visible so that other listeners can find the show. So, each episode we bring you an inspiring story from someone who is the captain of their own ship. Someone who has taken that step, how they did it, along with some advice on how you can make it happen. On this episode, I am honoured to be speaking to my good buddy, uh, a guy who I might add that I spent many a day bouncing business ideas off this guy. He's an awesome guy. He's developed an amazing business Firstly here in Northern Ireland and then taking the big step to move across to Glasgow. He is a personal trainer and DDP transformational specialist. He operates out of Pure Gym in Glasgow. This guy has an honours degree in sports science with qualifications in physique, elite, precision, nutrition, training for warriors and turbulence training all under his belt. I mean, this guy has all the necessary tools to help you in your fitness, fat loss, strength and body transformational goals. Make sure if you have time, you check out his website at orinmccory.com and hit him up with a follow on Twitter. All right, guys, let's get straight into the interview. All right, welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne Denner. You're listening to episode two. I am super excited to be with my good buddy, personal trainer and D. P transformational specialist uh, who has up sticks and left us uh, here in Northern Ireland, moved to the bright lights of Glasgow. It's awesome to have you on the show. Now, before we get started, Oren, I need to come clean. I have a confession to make to you. Um, now, let's face it, you probably actually know, but remember I signed up to your 14-day Furious Fat Loss program? Well, I do indeed. <laughs> well, I crashed and burned after only day two. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Am I a total failure when it comes to this sort of fitness stuff? Not at all, man. No, it's a, it's a common thing, actually, in January, especially. That a lot of people take a lot on board and they try to overhaul everything at once. And it just is definitely too much for them. And they end up packing it in and, unfortunately, get a bit of a fear for exercise and diet well look you know you know me I, I got really excited and pumped up for this program i mean you know I, you know I, i'm seeing some of the stuff that people are doing online i'm seeing all these pictures going up on facebook and and you know instagram of people looking all fit and buff and all this sort of stuff and i thought like you know that could be me and i thought the furious fat loss program is definitely going to be one for me because a i don't have to go to the gym and i can do it all online now, i know you have to do exercise and and that sort of stuff but i just couldn't get my head around that i didn't prepare enough and i didn't have all the the food ingredients in and, and I and I just crashed and burned. But my New Year's resolution for two thousand and fifteen is to give that a go again. Awesome man, awesome. You definitely enjoy it man. But just remember like I like I say, a lot of people do 
the gym in January because it's a cool thing to do. Everyone makes fitness goals rather than total lifestyle goals. So don't go all in with your fitness goal unless you're 100% ready for it and realize how much you're actually going to have to do to create that change that you're looking yeah, that's brilliant advice, dude. That's look. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Really, really appreciate having your insight. We'll we'll, we'll kick off with some of the questions. Um, you know, I think you can add a lot of value here to listeners. Really excited to have you here. So, um, so you know, kicking off, really, you know, you're in the personal training business and you've moved to Glasgow. Um, you know, you're, you had a business here in Northern Ireland that was going really, really well. Can you give the listeners a, a bit of a snapshot of of your business to date? Yeah, from back when I started, right yeah. up to now, or well, I suppose you know sort of a, an overview of, of, of the past sort of 12 to 18 months the journey sort of you know a snapshot of where it's where it's taken you yeah absolutely man absolutely um well i started off in Newry sports center as a lot of people know uh, while i was there one of the trainers connor murphy um was thinking about doing this pt course and it hadn't wasn't really something i'd thought about i was just doing gym instructor work showing people around the gym and setting people up with basic programs and advice <laughs> So he managed to convince me to go on a course part-time, two nights a week in Belfast uh, Metropolitan College. Um, it took us about four months in because it was a part-time course to get qualified. Uh, maybe slightly longer, actually, because it was a part-time course. It was over a few months anyway. Um, and after that, I just came back and I couldn't really find anywhere. The sports centre didn't really let me do personal training just because it's it's not under insurance policy and it's not something that they offer even even to this date um so i went and uh, rented some space off ronan murder in rm fitness yeah, yeah um was in there built up a good client base built up um was in there for about a year maybe 18 months and then just with the three three of us trainers in a sort of small gym space it wasn't really enough for me i felt those kind of limited by what i could do with clients um in terms of equipment and sharing equipment as such so I moved down to Whitegate, um, the private unit. It was a small unit, but it was enough to do small groups and one-to-one sessions. So uh, from there, I then built the, that business up um, for about a year, maybe 18 months again, uh, before deciding to move to sell up and move to Glasgow just for another challenge, get over to the bright lights and challenge myself a bit more to build up in somewhere where I was relatively well completely unknown yeah man I, I mean obviously that's a big move I mean you know you've established the business here you know things are going really well you've got your home comforts um, you know you've got your family around you you've got your friends around you business is going really well you know let's face it you know me and you used to meet regularly for coffee and we would be bouncing ideas off each other you know and, and your business was going from strength to strength absolutely uh, yeah and, and to just pause it or, or to stop it and say, right, okay, I'm going to move this somewhere else. Must be must have been incredibly difficult. Uh, it was, and it wasn't, man. To be honest, because I I went on a course um, in October um, 2013. I would have been. Um, I met a good friend of mine now, Lee Kiley. Um, then went on another course two weeks later, and he was on the same course. Um, and he just really sold me on the whole PT in a big gym model. That's something I hadn't really done before. I wanted to challenge myself to see how how much of a success I could, could come doing that. And also challenge myself in a, in a like I said, the, the bright lights of a big city. We'll put myself into a bigger pond and see see how I could do. Rather than be a, a big fish in a small pond, I decided to be a smaller fish in a bigger pond. And it's, it's worked out well so far, I have to say. And that tends to be the case. I mean, you know, when you work close to home, you tend to be that, uh, that you know, that big fish in a small pond. And you know, you know, obviously branching out and broadening horizons is always a good thing to do. So, so I mean, in terms of a fitness, obviously, you know, I mean, you know, I've been seeing some of the stuff you've been doing online. You know, I, I seen 
your your message that you posted on Instagram the other day. Like, what was it? 2013 was the warm up. 2014 was the practice, and it's now game time. Absolutely, I mean, yeah. I mean, are, are we talking? in that length of time to get to where you need to get to to become you know what it is you're looking to do in terms of fitness and yeah, like the physique bodybuilding style things um, not really to be honest man you know anyone can launch themselves into a transformation and do extremely well with it I just found like I was still quite immature and didn't really understand the industry and no, I didn't really know how to push myself hard and feel the muscles working. So when I first done a, my transformation, which would have been 2013, no, yeah, 2013, um, that really was practice because I got very lean. I probably got like stage lean or close to it, um, but I didn't really have as much muscle as I do now. And that's just because I, I wasn't, I didn't know how to fire my muscles properly. Um, 2014, when I came over here, I started training a bit harder, learning a bit more, doing delving into more knowledge on training as well as nutrition, and um, ended up coming on stage and placing sixth at the UK BFFNI in my first show, which I was over the moon with. So it really is now that I think 2015 is game time and it's time to prove what I can do with my physique over the next year now. And that's awesome what you've been able to do in that in that in that such a short period of time. I mean, you know, think of where it's going to go. I mean, were, were were you always into fitness? I mean, I remember seeing a picture of you knocking around at one point. I think you uploaded it onto Facebook. It was before you got into the whole fitness, uh, you know, and the things. And it was like a you know, here was me a couple of years ago, and and here's me now. And it's like polar, yeah, yeah. Pol- polar opposites. Like so, when you were going through school, um, you know, were, were you always into fitness? Did you play sports? Uh, you Absolutely. Know, the opposite man to be honest um, I was the fat kid at school well not the fat kid I just wasn't really confident in school because I was a wee bit overweight I wasn't massively chubby or obese or massively overweight but I wasn't really good at sports um, dad obviously is a big um, Gaelic um, manager and player in this day so uh, that gene definitely skipped a generation with me <laughs> but uh, no I didn't really feel um, I was great at sports really growing up so I kind of fell by the wayside and then my dad started taking me to the gym when I was 16 sort of realised this is something I can just go and do by myself and I love it but sort of knocked about a bit didn't really follow sort of the men's health advice which don't get me wrong it's good advice for anyone starting out but uh, I didn't really understand why I was doing what I was doing and how to control my diet and stuff quite as much as what I do now which has made the big impact and And I've, I've went massively like I've went from being overweight to losing it but being like really skinny and sick looking to now two years later being somewhere where I'm, I'm kind of happy where I've, I ended up and, and I mean that seems to be the difficult thing I mean a lot of people grapple with the diet I mean the diet is, is, is the problem I find for a lot of people you know getting what foods right you should be eating and you know cutting out this eating at, late at night and stuff that I really have problems with um, but you're absolutely right I mean if you can get that diet right I mean would you say those mental health magazines really you know some of the information in there is good but really not maybe what you need to be hearing or not not what you need to be doing it's good advice don't get me wrong but mm. it is kind of recycled like the stories about arnold's bicep routine for example yeah. or chest routine is going to be the same one that's printed a year later just written up a wee bit differently by the author some of the magazines are really good and they do have top experts in like some of the magazines now have guys like phil Lerney and nick mitchell Mark Coles, guys that are respected in the industry are all writing for these magazines which is a great, great sign um, but and I think it's only going to take you so far, it's like when somebody goes to the gym and they start doing fitness classes like Zumba and uh, circuits even to an extent they're going to get results 
so far and then they're going to really stall and they're going to really really struggle to lose weight at a certain point it's the same with somebody following those routines are going to get so far and then maybe the routine isn't really maybe if they're looking to bat an inch to their arms or their chest it's kind of the routines aren't going to be tailored exactly to that so that's really where that expert advice comes in from a personal trainer, um, you know, where they can help, you know, define the plan you need to be on, give you the motivation, give you the confidence, work with you on that journey as opposed to you trying to do it on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, whether somebody's training with you online or in person, you know, a, a PT or anyone who's reasonably qualified will be able to give that sort of assessment on your physique and where it needs work or somebody who's well-versed in nutrition is going to be able to see exactly where, where you're going wrong, even with your foods but even at a deeper level somebody who's kind of understands like body chemistry and stuff like that's going to be able to tell you stuff that might be going on with your insides that might need fixed too cool well listen you, you know i'm a massive fan of the online world i mean you know it's it's how i it's how i operate um uh-huh. you know do you think um in terms of the online world i mean if you're using a personal trainer online and you're following a program virtually uh, so to speak can you see results uh, or do you need to have that personal trainer in your corner? Do you need to have that contact time? I personally have had some of my best results working with online clients. I think because of the fact that you have to take full responsibility for it. You don't have somebody there holding your hand every step of the way. You do in a sense that, you know, I guide people each week with their nutrition and training. They check in with me every week to make sure that they're losing and that their photos are reflecting that. But they don't have me to baby them through a workout, if you know what I mean. Sometimes some people get sort of, there's a bit of a crutch there that they're sort of leaning on you through the session to, to push them all the time and then they can't really train by themselves. Yeah, if yeah. you understand what I mean, whereas if it's online, from day one, that person has to take full control of their own transformation. And then I suppose it boils back to the, you know, how motivated that person is. You know, some people have internal motivation, some people have external and all this sort of stuff. So it really, I suppose, would depend on the individual. Absolutely. You know, like it depends. Like I've had some great results online. I've a guy who lost nearly 10 kg online in 12 weeks. So it's awesome. Which is about two stones. So and he really, really transformed his body. It's a guy from Newry and he was a massive inspiration to a lot of people I know back home when he done that. So. That's that's awesome. That's brilliant. I, I mean, you know, from a business point of view, the, the, you know, obviously this podcast all about, you know, inspiring and motivating young people, uh, you know, in, inspiring those people who are in jobs right now. Maybe they're not happy in that job. Maybe they want to make a change. Maybe they want to start a business. Maybe they want to become a personal trainer. I mean, the personal training industry seems to me at least, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, obviously I'm on Facebook and there's a lot of personal trainers around, around where I live. Um, uh-huh. You know, we'll not mention any names, but, you know, they seem to be saturating the whole Facebook landscape with uh-huh. you know, what you can look like and blah, blah, and all this sort of stuff. I mean, is it a competitive business to get started in? If somebody was looking to start out today, Oren, is it difficult for that person to get going? Um, it can be. It depends on where you're working and how you approach it, to be honest. You walk into a gym like the Pure Gym I'm at here in Glasgow, it's got a massive membership base, you know, People can approach it differently. Some people, for example, are very comfortable walking up to people mid-workout and talking to them about what they need or correcting their form. That personally really wasn't my style, so I just leave people alone. Some people say it sounds wrong to uh, ignore somebody with bad technique in the gym, but you never know what, what's going on with that person. They might be having a bad day and they might just yeah, snap sure. at you and then you've closed that door forever and maybe they'll not take advice off you later down the line. I mean, in terms of that sort of stuff, is there any particular skills that you have developed along the way to 
to I mean to, to to engage with with those sort of individuals. No, to be honest, man, I'm I'm not the best at approaching people in that situation. Like, because I think it's maybe because I know that when I train, I like to be in my own place. You know, I'll, if if I need a spot or something off somebody, I'll, I'll give somebody a shout and say, "Do you mind giving me a spot, whatever?" But that training time's my time, so I feel like if I went up to somebody mid-workout especially if I was trying to sell PT to them it's kind of like pinging on what might be the only hour of their day where they might get any sort of release you know sure yeah yeah for me personally what worked best was just people seeing you on the gym floor more often you know if people see you training somebody and delivering a good session and maybe having a bit of banter a bit of crack with your client and maybe your client's having a laugh in between sets but then they're really working hard and they're getting a good workout or maybe that same client you know is raving about you down in the changing rooms then you know you're going to end up building your business that way you don't need to be overly pushy and you know shoving yourself down people's throats but again that's something some people can build a very successful business doing that. It's just not really my style. Yeah, and I mean, you'll have seen like me, I mean, you'll have seen all these internet marketeers, you know, all these people who are offering all these different things online in order to get you in front of a particular audience. Um, I mean, yes. social media, um, obviously, it, it's been a, it's a core component in your business. Yeah, it is indeed, yeah. But the thing people need to realise is that you can't rely on something like that if tomorrow Facebook decided they're going to shut down or if they get in massive financial debt or they said that say for example that a business has to pay 50 quid a month to use their business page and get likes how many yeah. people are going to survive that for example you know I mean you've seen it, that hoax that was flying around Facebook you know and people were posting it on their timeline and then yeah, only yeah. to realise it was a hoax yeah exactly yeah yeah but I mean, like people people get too caught up in Facebook and Facebook likes you know like I have 1,600 likes on my page, which I'm actually very happy with because I've built it up steadily over time. Some people can buy likes. They can do things to make themselves seem more successful, but likes will never equal sales. I'll give you an example. When I ran an online program, uh, I put up saying, who's interested in doing a 12-week plan designed to get you absolutely jacked in the gym. It's a program called Jacked Aim that guys and girls who wanted to get into lifting to get a better physique i must have got maybe 20 to 50 likes on something like that straight off and this was on my previous business page and as soon as i launched the program there was maybe two people like the actual link to the sales page but every everything on facebook is like yes that sounds good but is it going to drive sales probably not just having a massive amount of likes on your page isn't going to mean you're going to be mega successful yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly difficult. Obviously, you know, I've brought out my book now, um, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation. And again, you know, you know, you're running Facebook ads and you're doing a combination of different things in order to entice people to buy the product. But when you look at some of the insights, I mean, your ad might perform really well and you might get a lot of people clicking through to the sales page, but very few converting. It's, it's, it's difficult. You know, it is a difficult space. Um, because people's attention span now is so limited when it comes to all this sort of stuff and the amount of advertising that's taken place online um, yes, yeah. you know is, is phenomenal I mean from, from the perspective of obviously when we used to meet and we used to have coffees you know one of the big things that I always gleaned from you was that you know you were very proactive in terms of investing in yourself um, you know going on programs you know you know whatever it was masterminds this sort of stuff I mean how important has investing in yourself 
been in your success to date? So, I mean, and I think that's something that many people struggle with. You know, they, they really don't see the value in investing in themselves. And that could be from a fitness point of view. That could be from an education point of view. But if we look at it purely from an educational point of view, I mean, going on regular courses, making sure you're upskilling your knowledge, all this sort of stuff. Would you think that that's an important thing that everybody should be doing? Absolutely critical. Absolutely. If you're not if you're not learning, you're not evolving. And if I go on one course and pick up one thing that I can immediately apply to a client to get better results, well then that client gets better results. My services look better. I'm going to make more money at the end of the day while delivering a better result to that client. Yeah. So by you investing in yourself, you're adding value to your clients effectively. Absolutely. You know, if you learn, like if you learn one good thing on a course, then you come away with invaluable like invaluable amount of things you can do with that you know in terms of different things with client results or their compliance or their nutrition you know everything all factors in if you learn one thing even one thing a week if by listening to a podcast or reading a book then you're gonna you're gonna be upskilling and then by the end of the year you've learned even if you learn one thing a week that's 52 different things you can apply to a client to get better results for them and then which that's going to equal more money in the long term because people are going to see you get consistent results I'm with you with that man. I'm I'm always constantly listening to podcasts, you know, watching things that's going on online, reading stuff. I mean, I mean, you like ET, Eric Thomas. I mean, he talks about yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, information changes situations, and it's absolutely true. I mean, you know, if you have the information, information is power. And I mean, by investing in yourself, by doing regular courses, whatever that may be, you know, I think you're if you're constantly contributing to investing in yourself, you're going to be successful. And that's the thing you've got to think of it as an investor it's not a it's not a cost like I've spent easily maybe 10 grand on business coaching I've obviously got my uni loan I'm still paying off but we'll talk about that a different day um, like I fitness think we're all courses I've spent massive amounts of man and I see that as an investment I'm going to learn something that's going to better me as a coach so I can become better better acknowledged and have better skills and just know more because it's such like you said earlier it is competitive market and that there's a lot of stuff that people do know and it's like if you go into your clients and you're not giving them a program because you don't really know how to program something properly to keep them progressing or if you don't really know the latest thing about nutrition or certain areas you're not giving that client the full service that they deserve like if i'm giving that to a client as a full package and somebody just delivering one session for a cost but we're charging the same who's getting the better value out of their package with their PT, you know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And many people see the price tag, you know, and you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, I I obviously have a mentor that I work with now and, you know, you know, on one of the other projects that I'm involved in. And, you know, the the information that I'm getting off this individual is is invaluable. I mean, it's helping develop and grow my business. And, you know, that's a message that I try to get to resonate with, with, with young people when I talk in schools and colleges, that it is so important that whenever you leave school the education doesn't end you yeah. need to be always investing in yourself because what happens is you become outdated you know Absolutely. you become outdated so i mean what's the, what's the typical day like as a personal trainer i mean you know we've been trying to schedule this interview for a while now and obviously um you know your, your schedule is quite sporadic i mean you've got clients at different times of the day i mean is it what's a typical day like um for me it's not actually so bad buddy um i've sort of worked up to a, a level where i can sort of decide my own and most of my clients are between 6 in the morning and 2 in the afternoon. Now, the reason why we couldn't meet up is because, obviously, with everyone just being back, it's kind of, I've got a lot of workouts to plan. I've got potential new clients I'm supposed to meet at certain stages of this week, um, which do take up some evenings. But on average, I do work between 6 and 2, which is quite a quite a good lifestyle. You know, I don't mind getting up early in the morning. It's 
once you get a coffee down you know yeah. you're fine I got a 20 minute walk to work really wakes me up and you know my first client does get a good session you know regardless of what sleep I've got you know coffee and that walk really does wake wake me up so you know it's good I get everything done by two o'clock you know then I train myself and then I'm home in the evenings and I've got time to do stuff whether it's for clients or if I don't have any client work on I can just chill out and, and relax for a bit of downtime you know so you have the tendency to be quite flexible if you want I suppose yeah yeah well it hasn't always been like this to be honest man you know I used to do like two clients in the morning then wait about or go home till the evening and then maybe have two in the evening you know it it, it you can't expect to have the perfect lifestyle to be honest like when I met my mate Lee last year his schedule was the same way mine is now and I thought that is a absolute dream to have yeah. that timetable and I was like I want to get to that level where that's that's how my timetable is so now I've got my clients in those slots and if I want to do evenings I'll do evenings but I'm not pushed to do it you know, do some online work as well, which I can do from home. So, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really needing to do any more. Like, I don't want to be greedy and be working ten hours a day, six, seven days a week. You know, like that's just overkill. I would have no time to do stuff for myself as well. Yeah, you need to have that downtime. It's really, really important. And also, you get that family time. Uh, you know, when you get to, you know, you get to de-stress and, and relax. I mean, in terms of training, um, you know, uh, can you share with the listeners, I suppose, you know, some of the training that you had to do in order to get your job? Um, I, I suppose it's ongoing training. It's on-the-job training. But, I mean, to become a personal trainer, what is the sort of, the, the, the basic training that you got to do? It is probably one of the easiest careers to get into, buddy. It's one of the hardest careers in terms of making an income like the average personal trainer apparently makes about 15k a year i'm not sure if that's before or after tax but that's apparently one of the figures wow really that low yeah no again that's the average personal trainer you know um a lot of pts are maybe charging discounted rates a lot of the time you know they're maybe really busy they're working you know maybe six in the morning to eight at night but they could be charging between 10 and 20 pound a session you know um again some guys like the top guys like Phil Lerner could be making hundreds of pounds per hour you know yeah. for his rate because that's what he's worked up to that's the knowledge he's got and because he's worth it you know so there's a real difference in the average PT and the top level you know so I suppose it stems back really to our, to our question a couple of moments ago where we were talking about investing in yourself the more that you invest in yourself uh, whether it's training experience whatever it is the, the, the better you're going to be positioned in order to uh, to develop your business absolutely you know you can get qualified as a PT in maybe 6 to 12 weeks now it does have quite a high dropout rate unfortunately which goes to show you the type of people who jump into it thinking that it's going to be you know they maybe see a trainer who's making £35 a session or whatever maybe working 10 hours a day and they're like oh this guy's raking it in like look how much money he's making per day and you know that's you know, the thing I mean even when, even in the, some of the stuff that I'm doing you know with the consultancy work or the, the, the school speaking gigs I mean people necessarily see me on stage for 45 minutes but they don't understand the amount of prep that goes into that the equipment that has to be bought the training that has to be done learning your, your, your you know your, learning your speech and all this sort of stuff I mean there's hundreds and hundreds of hours actually go in to before you get in front of an audience so I imagine it's similar before you develop a good business and you get in front of actually your clients in the PT business yeah absolutely and you've got to think we like we've been friends for a long time and I remember when you used to be doing websites for people and like you weren't really massively passionate about that the way you are about the talks in the schools and everything that you're doing now you know you might still dabble in that as a wee bit you know of a, a favor to people or you've got your regular clients from back then but 
I know it's a real change in you whenever you went to do the school's talk. It was a different sort of energy and passion about it. You know, you really enjoyed it. And it's the same in the PT industry. You know, if somebody's bored in an office and they like working out, then maybe they decide, oh, I'm going to go do my PT course. But it's too easy to go down that route and then never use it because then what was their previous hobby that they really loved becomes their day job and they kind of lose the passion for it. Maybe they can't sell themselves well. Maybe they can't coach people well. Maybe they know all the knowledge, but maybe they're absolutely poor at coaching people. And you've got to realize that it's not just a case of delivering a session. You you can change somebody's life with this. You know, you can coach people through things, problems. You kind of have to be a a psychologist at the same time with some of the problems that people have. You know, you do listen to everything because you need to know everything. Yeah, and I mean, that's some really, really good insight. I mean, you know, that, you know, if you, you know, if if you're interested in doing something and once you make that leap and you go and do your PT course or you do whatever it is course you're going to do, as soon as it becomes a business, the, the, the whole mechanism can change about how passionate you are about it because suddenly now you're relying on this to pay, to pay your bills. Um, yeah, and, exactly. And, and as you know, that's difficult. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's different for different people, man. Like, a lot of people do struggle with maybe sales. They don't feel like they're confident asking for money. You know, sometimes I feel like a bit of a, a jerk for, you know, saying to people, here, you owe me money for this month. But yeah. at the end of the day, you have to realize that you're providing a service for somebody. The, the service is something that they're asking for. It's not like you're just randomly going up to somebody and saying, here, give me some money. They're, they're asking for your knowledge and your input. And a lot of people, they kind of, if they don't, if they really maybe are trying to sell and the sale's not going their way they think the only way they can get the sale is by discounting massively and then they're selling themselves short because I mean to be honest like I could charge you a premium like full price for training you but by doing you a discount I haven't got any dumber you're still getting the exact same service so for me like a trainer who instantly jumps into sales or doing a lot of discounted rates is really selling themselves short because in that 20 minute sales call or like consultation they haven't got any dumber they still know what it takes to transform somebody's life if you know what I mean but they're selling themselves short because they don't believe in themselves and they don't really believe in what they can deliver I know they'd rather just have the business regardless of how much they have to discount it. And I have seen a, a lot of that even, I mean, you, you alluded to it a couple of moments ago, even in the web design business and development business. I mean, there's guys out there that will it's just cut throat, throat you know, they'd, they'd just do it at drop down price just to get the business. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, you see that in a lot of different sectors of business. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's some really, really good information. I mean, what sort of difficulties did you overcome to get to where you are today? Oh, it's been a, it's been a long journey, man. And I'm not yeah. sure how difficult it was as such. Um, obviously, there's certain aspects you got to get over with your own personality. You know, you do have to get that belief in yourself and things like that. Sometimes you got to take a risk as well, buddy. Yeah. You know, like going out and opening my own place where I had. Uh, I mean, that was pretty ballsy. That, that that was pretty ballsy. Yeah, to be honest, I had a, quite a good deal down there. You know, it was yeah. a small unit. It was a local run by the back of a local run community. It was right in the heart of a community, so it was quite a good deal for me. But still, taking that risk where you're responsible for rent rates electricity you know insurance for your clients you know buildings insurance in case they trip you know and fall off something you know equipment and stuff like that you know you have to have everything covered and like even moving over here like you got to take a lot of risks with things yeah. but you know if you take a risk uh, nine times out of ten i think it's gonna 
turn out to be reward at the end. You know, you just have to have that belief and just stick with it. A lot of people take a risk and then when the first time it's not going to go too well, they just give up and then yeah. nothing ever happens. They don't realise how great it could have been. It's like people starting a business. I mean, you know, a lot of people love the idea of starting business. They want to work for themselves. You know, they've got these great ideas. But as soon as they, 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 they leave the comfort of that regular nine to five and that salary hitting the bank every month, they panic and they crumble and they run straight back into their job. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's a journey. There's lots of difficult times there. And you're responsible for an awful lot of things going on. And, uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's all on your shoulders. So, I mean, you know, to, to sort of bring it all together, I mean, what sort of advice would you give to someone who wants to become a personal trainer today or start a PT business. So in terms of somebody just starting out fresh or somebody who's maybe in the business already and wants to start their own facility? Maybe a a bit of a snapshot of both of those. Okay, uh, somebody starting out, um, be a sponge in terms of knowledge, just listen. That's back to that information is key. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, for example, if, if you want to learn about something and there's a trainer in your area who knows how to do body fat testing, something maybe you're not too confident on or about nutrition, you know, invite that person out for a coffee or buy them lunch and pick their brain about it over an hour. You know, it's going to be the cheapest way to, yeah. to learn something you want to learn. Um, and that's why we probably had so many coffees because yeah. we had so much to input in different business elements and help each other that we kind of got into a regular Friday coffee, I think it was yeah. at one stage. Um, so really be a sponge. You know, you don't always have to pay for training courses, but pick something that re- really resonates with you. Do you want to be really good at your nutrition? Do you want to be really good at training? And just be a sponge for that area and learn as much as you can. And then once you feel you've got enough of a grounding in one area, you sort of branch it in another and sort of pick wee bits out and go from there. Um, that would be maybe tip number one. Tip number two is keep investing. Um, like I said, business coaches, make sure you get a right business coach. Don't go to some guy promising to make 100k in 28 days or something like that because that is never ever going to happen um same with courses if you know if somebody says they're going to turn you into a nutritional expert and a two-day course that's not going to happen either you know they might be able to teach you their methods for doing things but you're not going to be any sort of expert like my nutritional course that i've done recently took a full year to complete I'm doing another one now. It's going to take a full year to complete. You know, it's the type of thing that that doesn't doesn't happen overnight or happen over a weekend. So you just got to keep investing in, in things that are key to your development. Yeah, and I mean it's back it's back to that. I mean, I mean the the, the sort of the the theme that we're seeing here is that overall investing in yourself. I mean, and I agree with that. You know, one hundred percent. I think that's really really important. And I mean, if you've got a business up and running, you need to be thinking of ways to reinvest in yourself all the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's absolutely key. That's probably the third point I would have said there, Wayne, would have been don't be afraid to take some risks. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you an example. Whenever I was, like, over here, basically the trainers in most commercial gyms either do gym duty, such as cleaning and introductions and classes and stuff like that in return for not paying rent, or they can pay, like, a set fee to the gym so they don't have to do any of that they just train their clients so I done six months of my time and thought okay it's time I think I can I can do this um, so I wasn't even doing 15 hours a week at that stage most people like to be doing maybe 20 to 30 I know some people are doing 30 now and still are comfortable staying on on shifts whereas I took that risk I wasn't really doing like 15 hours a week to said I'm going to take that risk go on the rent and since then I've 
added maybe like between seven and ten hours a week to my schedule you know yeah, so you got you got to be taking the risks. You got to be investing in yourself. I mean, those are those are really really nuggets of information that you know I think are are so important now for anybody you know thinking about what to do when they leave university, whether it's start a business or whether it's get on to a particular career path. That that once you leave university, the learning doesn't stop there. It's a it's an ongoing process. Listen, man, you know how can people get in touch with you? How can they find out a little bit more about what you do, what you're all about? I mean, you know. What's the website address? You know, what's the Twitter? Uh, website address is www.oranmccurry.com. So that's O-D-H-R-A-N-M-C-C-O-R-R-Y.com. Uh, Facebook is .com, facebook.com forward slash oranmccurry1. Um, and Twitter and Instagram is at oran.mccurry. <laughs> or maybe not with the dot and I'm not sure but one of those it's just basically my name on everything well, I'm going to be doing a, a sort of a debrief of our of our talk today, and I'm going to be writing up some of the key notes and the key takeaways, and I'm going to be posting it on the website as well, so that people can look to. So, really, anybody out there that wants to find out a little bit more about Oren's journey, go to the website, hit him up on Facebook, you know, check out his Twitter account, you know, do follow this guy because you know I'm seeing some lots of motivation and inspiring stuff, and I mean it's been a it's been a it's been a pleasure for me really to to follow the journey, the transformation um, as it is, and I think. There's lots of things to come for for you in 2015, man. Thanks, man. It means a lot. You know, it's been a long journey, but we've been there every step of the way together, and there's still more to come for both of us. So, be interesting to see the roller coaster we go on for the the next year, anyway. And listen, man, I'm going to still come to Glasgow and visit you very, very soon. Yeah, and we'll go through a training session see if we can get that belly fat off, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> we tried that before. You remember what happened? <laughs> Listen, dude, thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. It's been awesome. Uh, you know, I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I know this podcast is definitely going to inspire a few people, especially those those people who are interested in the PT business or even getting started in business. Some really good information in there. It's been a pleasure, dude. Thanks so much. Thanks very much, Wayne. Good luck with the podcast, man. There you have it, guys. A great interview from my good buddy, Oren McCory, a guy who is truly captain of his own ship. An all-round nice guy and making some amazing strides in his business and his personal life. I have no doubt 2015 is going to be massive for that guy. If you get a chance, stop by his website, check out some of the things that he does. He's got some great online programs. I would encourage you, if you can, sign up for a program with this guy. He's an awesome guy. He'll give you some really, really good information. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That is really important. It takes a good few days to pull all this content together. So I'd appreciate if you guys could leave me a review. It encourages me to do more. Um, You know, the rating and review system is really important in iTunes and it helps the podcast become more visible. If you're listening to it on iTunes, make sure you hit subscribe. If you're listening on Stitcher, make sure you subscribe over there as well. You know, stick around guys. We're going to be coming back very, very soon with another episode of Zero Lives Left. If you've got any questions or somebody you think I should interview for this podcast, please do drop me a tweet to at Wayne Denner or send me an email to podcast at wayndenner.com. 
It has been an honour to have you listening in again. And I'm going to see you very soon on the Zero Lives Left podcast. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation. Available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.